Welcome to 2021, everyone. This is our first month's episode of Astro Numerology. I'm Talia Dute from the Astro Twins, here with Felicia Bender, AstroStyle.com's official numerologist and the practical numerologist. Felicia, Happy New Year. Uh, are you so ready to turn the calendar over and start fresh here? Oh, oh, oh. Let's just say I believe that that's what we're all ready for in 2021. And yet I, I want to also mention that I've found that many, many people, even though it's been an extremely weird year, extremely challenging on so many levels, Oddly enough, I've had so many people say, you know, I'm, I almost feel guilty, but I actually, my year was pretty good. I got, I mean, I had so many things that happened that really opened my eyes to certain things that made me, you know, drop things off out of my life that needed to go. Uh, business went differently or I got to, I mean, all of these different aspects. So I want to also say that even in the cacophony of weirdness, that 2020 brought to us. I, I feel like people are kind of coming out the other side going, oh, there were some really, really interesting good lessons to be. Yeah, I, I love that you're saying that because, you know, one thing we've talked about astrologically is how heavy in Capricorn influence 2020 was Saturn and Pluto met up for the first time since 1518 AD on January 12th. That conjunction, then we had the three Jupiter-Pluto conjunctions in Capricorn on April 4th, June 30th, November 13th. It was like, and then at the end, we have Jupiter and Saturn, the great conjunction on, on the 21st of December in Aquarius, which was this new energy that's coming in. So as we move from this Capricorn terrestrial energy that's very much about being your personal best, resilience, persistence, tenacity, strength against all odds, you know, you know, it was kind of like, you know, in some weird way, the cosmos were serving up this challenge to build that nurse resilience. I mean, I, one of my friends who's a nurse and has been through so much, you know, is actually having mega breakthroughs on a personal level with relationships as a result of this year. So it's not, you know, and that's not to diminish anyone's loss, obviously, or anyone's no. pain or economic hardships, but, you know, what we thought we needed to be happy at the beginning of the year is very different at the end. And I think this, so Jupiter and Saturn have moved on to Aquarius. Pluto is still in Capricorn until 2023, 2024. It's going bouncing back and forth. But this Aquarian energy is really like that rise above, see the lessons in, in everything that happened. So, and 2020 being a four year was also a bit, like it was about grounding ourselves in what matters, right? I mean, absolutely. A and it, it has a lot of Capricornianness to it. Um, Does it? <laughs> Capricornianness. <laughs> yes. We're but... Come up with our own lingo here, but the, the four is all about that structure, right? And it is kind of moving through difficulties, moving through limitations, not not letting it wear you down and make you give up. So it does have that very similar uh, vibe to it. So we doubled down on that really uh, in 2020. And so it, I think it really put us all up against the wall and showed us what we're made of in yeah. some 
through losses, through hardship, through negotiating new solutions for things that were once easy, and even even the empathy for those who didn't necessarily, you know, have financial hardships or whatever, you know, the empathy through the social justice, and you know, also just getting involved in in ways with our neighbors and people that we weren't, you know, even we were too busy to do. Before. Yeah. Not even aware that you had a neighbor. Oh, there oh, they right. are. <laughs> do I have to talk to them? Yes, yes, you do. I actually got uh, a number of my neighbors dropped holiday cards in my mailbox. I was like, wow, that was so sweet. I'm, it's really sweet. Yeah, it I was is. like, oh my God. Like the people on my block all kind of bonded with the, there were, there's a lot of kids. And so I was yeah. sitting out on the porch writing this summer and they'd all come and visit and hang out with the dog and stuff. So it was, yeah, so it was very homespun forward, you know, but 2021 is a five universal year. We get that by adding up two plus zero plus two plus one. So can you tell us, I mean, we're all under that umbrella. What are some of the, what are some of the hallmarks? And you wrote about this in our 2021 horoscope guide. So everyone, that book is out. And our, our annual guide and Felicia wrote a, a section on it, but give us the broad strokes of the five year in terms of, you know, what, what do we need to prepare ourselves for? What, what's this new incarnation about? Well, the new incarnation, I think you and I, even before we got on right now, we're, we're kind of joking that the mantra for the five universal year is, I don't know. <laughs> so, right. Like, and, Okay. Go yeah, uh, I don't know. It's it's kind of it's kind of be understanding that uh, uncertainty is the new certainty in many mm. ways because the five in numerology is the number. It's the number of freedom. It's it's the freedom seeker. It is a catalyst. It is all about progressive thought and action, versatility. It's um it's just it's the change maker. Mm. So it's going to feel, and I also call it, uh, you know, when it shows up, it's kind of this ADHD energy. It's so much coming at you. Yeah. <laughs> so it makes it hard to <laughs> prioritize, right? And, and all of that. And so I just say that the energy is going to be what I would say is very frenetic this year, very bouncy, very uh, much, you know, uh, it's, it's, it's going to feel like a lot is coming at us, uh, you know, like the asteroids are coming at us. So it's, it's one of those things where we're going to have to work at calming things down and getting, getting things into a parameter of focus because the ultimate expression of the five is freedom through self-discipline. It's that mm. constructive. So to, to, to identify your container for that and then don't and yet don't let uh, don't let it go to waste because this is all about fun fearlessness adventure it's very uh, everyone i mean can we just dare say everyone is wanting to have physical contact because right? <laughs> it. so super sexy uh, and sensual and wanting not only sex and that physical contact this year but um, connection on all levels feeling things tasting things experiencing experiencing things. It's that experiential energy wanting to connect with that kind of tactile physicality. So I think that's going to be an undercurrent 
or maybe a, an absolute current uh, that's going through everyone globally. So that's, that's the energy in numerology that is encompassing all of us universally, globally. That, that Funny that you use the word current or undercurrent because as you're talking about five, it's making me think of the Uranian aspect of Aquarius. I love how numerology and astrology are just lining up as they often do. So, you know, I mentioned a couple of minutes ago that Jupiter and Saturn are both traveling through Aquarius together. Saturn's first visit there since 1991 to 94. So if you're Born in that time, you may be in your Saturn return. We have a calculator on astrostyle.com slash calculators. You'll find them all and you can see if you're in your Saturn return. Um, but also, uh, you know, so, so Aquarian Jupiter is there. So Jupiter is this more frenetic, playful, expansive energy. Saturn restricts and restrains. Jupiter hasn't been there since 2010 to 2011. So for them to combine and wind up in that sign together of the liberated, eclectic, Aquarius rules electricity, it's that charge, that current technology, innovation. But before Uranus was discovered, I had to call it five different things. Uranus, 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 there's no good way to say it. Um, <laughs> before it was discovered by telescope, uh, Saturn, staunch, rigid Saturn, which rules Capricorn, was the ruler of Aquarius. So it's it's still considered a co-ruler. So where mm. Aquarius energy really, the ultimate expression may be like what you said, was that freedom through structure. Uh, freedom being the Uranian aspect, structure being the Saturnian boundary loving, plan loving side with the mad scientist Uranus. Is the five a bit like that, would you say? I would say very much so. And it's the, it's, it is the energy. It's very catalytic in terms of when the five universal energy is around there. You just can't, uh, you can't deny it. There will be change. Mm. And I think the Aquarian energy um, all about uh, is change. All, all about, about progress, the future, future. Mm -hmm. same thing, same mm -hmm. thing. So it's really going to go hand in hand with that Aquarian energy. So the five is all about um, is all about experiencing solutions, right? Trying it out, seeing, you know, trying on that hat, seeing if it fits. And if it doesn't, it goes away and you move into the other. So I think that as the year progresses, the five energy I have found when it shows up as a cycle of time in this year long process, kind of, it's, it's kind of like, oh my God, too much to focus on at the beginning. And then you, because we all feel like we kind of have to try it all. Um, mm -hmm. And yet, and yet they won't kind of do that whole, ah, been there, done that. No, that isn't what, yeah, you know, and it'll kind of unfold into, you know, a few things that are, that will stick, right. That will be worth developing and working into and getting more depth and breadth around as the year progresses. It's kind of like Aquarius, Thomas Edison. I have not failed. I've only, you know. Yes. Whatever. I'm, I've only tried. I'm, I'm totally butchering the quote, but like, <laughs> I'll get back to you on that. But something to the extent of like, I've basically like 
failure is part of the whole process. Absolutely. Fail faster, right? Yeah, fail forward, right? Fail forward. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I'm going to have to look this up right now. You are going to have to look that up, but I know exactly what you're talking about. It's, it's that, you know, what did he try a thousand different times for the light bulb? And then suddenly there it was. So um, I know, no, ridiculous. But we think suddenly, but it wasn't really suddenly, right? It was <laughs> a long, arduous yeah. process. In fact, it, it also involved cancer, Nikola Tesla. But we're, but who's talking about but, that? Yeah, we. <laughs> <laughs> I I always really find that so fun about you know we we always think oh the overnight success or the whatever and then you actually learn about it and it never is right. Aquarians are is. really good marketers. Yes, it's. I have not failed. I've just found ten thousand ways that won't work. Yes. Oh, I love that. Okay. That's the that is what twenty twenty one might be about. Like yes changing our relate you know in order to progress we have to get messy there's no progress without mess and you know yeah and the other thing that that i think we're really going to be working with is facing our fears and facing our prejudices mm -hmm. facing those old you know out warm paradigms that we've been working with for quite a while now mm -hmm. uh, as as evidenced by this year with all the ruptures and explosions around all of these these elements and so this will continue into this year to be even more so of the energy uh, to break those apart right and to reconfigure uh, those 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 paradigms we really are at that precipice of doing that I find it's just so interesting how it all lines up. Now, if you're freaking out about everything being destabilized, well, Saturn will also be squaring Uranus and Taurus, which is sort of pulling for this. And Saturn is old guard in Aquarius. Uranus is this like innovator in old world Taurus. So the pull between old and new, it also happens to be a metal ox year, which is much more traditional calming so there are always there are always forces coming in but 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 like the five is that you know i found that i mean 2020 couldn't have been more of a four year with like the way we had to fix our foundations at home and you know so for all of us like it's really a strong message to embrace progress and embrace change we got a little taste of it saturn was in aquarius in 2020 from march 21st to july 1st it darted forward for a little preview and that dovetailed with not only the pandemic's first lockdowns but also the whole black lives matter movement really gaining global you know strength and a lot of uprisings in other countries too outside of the u.s uh so you know we're gonna see more of that in 2021 for sure but we we kind of have a different toolbox to greet it with uh this year where we're more we're less wanting to run and scurry into that safety and more like in in the flow of change i think and mm -hmm. so that's gonna be it's gonna be interesting Let, let's let's sort of narrow our focus to January, you know, because it's like, of course, at the beginning of the year, we want to talk about everything all at once. But like, again, with all the, you know, the experimenting in the lab, let's take it for, mm -hmm. let's see. So January is a six universal month. Can you, can you tell us about that? 
Yes, absolutely. So the sixth universal month, I find that this is a kind of beautiful way to, to usher in uh, 2021 because that universal month, once again, is something that, uh, that we're all experiencing globally. And so the universal month, the six is about, is about relationships and love and home and family. It's really that domestic um, number. Uh, it's, it's all about like vision. It's very visionary, a lot of visionary things that, uh, energies that go with that. And, um, yeah, very, very much about harmony and balance and, uh, and also very, um, very related to justice and, and, and that fair balance with justice. So with all of that in one, you know, ball, uh, <laughs> one, mm -hmm. one universal energy ball uh, for, for January, I would just say that all of us will kind of be eking out of this 2020 with, again, that, that real desire for finding our place in our homes because we're still in our pandemic wonkiness in, mm -hmm. in terms of, of that. So reevaluating and re-nesting. Um, some people are going to go, hey, you know, it doesn't look like we're going to be, you know, going back to the, to the outdoor, you know, not the outdoor, but to the building office. Mm -hmm. Maybe, maybe I really do some re-renovation in my office and uh, get some good lighting for my Zoom calls and, you know, all of those things that might come into play. And it's also with a with a focus on family and family dynamics and relationships, not only family uh, and significant partnerships, but children, um, colleagues, friends, all of those things that come into play. And it, it can be a month where we feel this really heightened sense of responsibility around mm -hmm. those facets, those elements of our life. So it, I think that this is going to be a, a month where we're really focused, hopefully lightly and smoothly. <laughs> on on this recalibrating of these relationships and partnerships and where we find ourselves in our home lives. So I think that the caveat is with that, we always have that a little bit of that opposing force, just the, the watchword or whatever. You know, the thing to watch out for with the six is, is it can be a time where we feel super hyper judgmental, you know? Because the six is, is always that idealistic sort of energy. You know, this, this should be, oh, we have this election. We have this new thing. Everything should be back to normal or whatever yeah. we think it should be. And it won't. Um, so if we, you know, the more that we loosen up those expectations and just go with the reality of what's happening, um, that is going to be something that will be pulled on to do. And uh, again, the six can just have too much idealism, too much perfection too too controlling so those are the watchwords for all of us is just to kind of let you know let go and let god let the you know mm -hmm. the perfection of the imperfection let's kind of roll with it and see other people's why people might be responding and rather responding caustically to them just kind of listen and see where they might be coming from without this tower of judgment uh going on oh I, I like that you know in a way january is a microcosm of 2020 to 2021 because the sun is in capricorn until the 19th which was all of which was 2020's influence which can be very much about family responsibility duty and all those you know the six like things you talked about um mm -hmm. 
but then it moves into Aquarius on the 19th. So just in time for the in official inauguration and the change of guard uh, here in the US. Um, we get this future forward, but also populist, weirdly, Aquarian energy. So Aquarius can be about uniformity sometimes too. And, hmm. you know, it's the opposite of Leo, which is playful, expressive individuality. So we have to be careful with, with that too, of just like, that idealistic perfectionism. Aquarius can also be, you know, raise the bar and be its own version of a cop. It's got Saturn, the karmic cop is a ruler too. So Saturn's gonna be heavy in the air. Mm -hmm. um, also, but one, and you know, as far as, I like what you said about people needing to kind of recalibrate their homes. So Mars, which is our motivation planet, usually spends six to eight weeks in a zodiac sign, but every two years it goes retrograde. And 2020 was just so happened to be one of those years. Not only was it retrograde, it was in Aries, its home sign, which doubled down this warrior, angsty, fighting, you know, demanding, narcissistic energy, but also forced us to learn about boundaries. It's been in Aries since June 27th of 2020 all the way till January 6th of 2021. So super long time, like over six months or about six months actually. And so it's uh, it moves into Taurus, which is really gonna get us motivated to get our foundations in place, our comfort really settle in. So I think like Taurus has sort of a six energy to it too. It's all about beauty, but also structure and family. So I, you know, I'm glad to, to hear that in a way, like but with all this unprecedented energy of change that we do get to ease in, you know, with some- Me too, me too. And, you know, I'm, I'm loving hearing the, the astrological counterbalance, Yeah. right? That's, it's like, you know, point counterpoint. It's like the, having a counterbalance there so that we don't just go, you know, spinning off like Tasmanian devils into the ether. Because you could during a five year, right? Yes, very much so. So I love that, you know, again, the optimal elements for the five is having some ground some, you know, some, some good friend to rein you in a little bit and, and say, are you sure you want that, that, you know, five more shots? I don't think so. Oh I, I, <laughs> right. And, you know, think again. Yeah. You know, but because we're going to give people an extra shot of generosity from you, you suggested Felicia talking about the new personal year cycle that begins for everyone with a new year, how do you calculate the personal year? And this is something, so this is a juicy little bonus morsel for everyone, like how, you know, for setting your numerological intentions. Absolutely. Um, but yeah, can you explain and review how, how we calculate our personal year cycle for yes. the year and when to do it? Yes, it's very, very simple, uh, which I love when it's simple. Right. And, and so the personal year, so we've, we've been talking a lot about the, the universal year, like that umbrella that's in, you know, over all of us. And yet, for those of you who are listening who are really like, okay, that's all well and good, but what about me? <laughs> what about my personal life, right? And so this, the personal year is more about what you individually are, what your theme, I call it knowing the theme to your party because it mm. really 
is that energetic shift that we feel. So it's a very easy calculation if you take your um, your month of birth and then your uh, and then your day. So leave out your year for this one. Okay. So if you are born in, um, June eighteenth. And then you would use, uh, the, as an example, just an example, and then you would use the year 2021. So we mm -hmm. already determined that that it, it is, when we add that up, that's a five. Two plus zero plus two plus one is a five. So then we look at June is a six, so that's a six. The day is the 18th. So in numerology, we're always reducing to a one-digit number. So one plus eight equals nine. So then we would take all of those, those three numbers and add those together. Uh, simple math problems. So six plus nine is 15 plus five is, is uh, 20. Then we continue to add two plus zero equals two. So mm -hmm. in this example, you would be experiencing a two personal year. So if you're out there doing yours, so we will just very, very briefly go over just the thematics yeah. um, that, uh, that will accompany each personal year so that you can have a little bit of a, a flavor and a taste of what the year has in store for you. So if your personal year is a one personal year, this is the beginning of a new cycle. And what I, I, what I should also say is this is numerologically, the personal year cycle is one through nine. So we believe we go through nine-year cycles uh, of this nature. So the one is, the, is new beginnings. It's all about independence and um, you know, standing on your own two feet and really planting seeds for the future. So this is a, an opening, an open door. It's a very action-oriented year. So you've just gotten out of a transition cycle or you're, you're finishing up. Uh, a three-year transition cycle from eight, nine into one, but the one is uh, is that last that last mile, right, <laughs> of the I'm marathon. Because I mean, I'm about to have a one, yes, twenty yeah. one personal year, and I'm really feeling those themes, yeah, alive for me already. So exactly, it's all about exerting your independence, being very creative. It's off, it's often very career focused and moving forward that way. Although it's also very can be very relationship oriented and when it is it's always about uh, about creating the 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 highest and best of relationship in terms of co-creating mm. rather than codependency right mm -hmm. so it's really all about that for the one personal year so if you're moving into a two personal year it's all about so this is kind of a uh, meant to give you a breather <laughs> after that three-year push time. So uh, the two personal year is is meant for a resting period. It's it's meant to uh, allow you to develop a sense of patience, which I know no one really is all that jazzy jazzed about, but there it is. Mm -hmm. And it's about love and relationships. It's about networking. It's very emotional. So it's more about uh, it's more about us rather than about me in a two personal year. It's one of those times where you have to really trust in the right timing of things. So it's kind of two steps forward, one step back, but you have to really understand that it's, it's there for a reason, that pushing, pushing is not gonna get you where you wanna go. So you have to really- Gentle uh, nudge. Gentle, gentle go with the flow and patience. But if you're looking for your plus one, um, 
up, up leveling, getting married. If you're in it, that uh, two personal year is often very, just think of the heart, you know, the image of a heart. Uh, that's what the two is all about. And um, often you can have a, a, a master number. So if you got an 11 before you reduced it to a two in your configuration and calculation, it's a master number personal year for you. And uh, this is about patients, love and networking. Plus it has a, a wild dose of spiritual illumination. And if you even just think about it conceptually as double the one with the two kind of um, forming that foundation for it. So it can be a little bit wonky in terms of you feel like you're, you're, you, it's almost like you've got your one foot on the accelerator, one foot on the brake, you know, and you're kind of smelling the rubber <laughs> burning. Well, the uh, 11 twos aren't going to get that rest year as much as not really new personal year, but exactly. at least it only lasts for one year. Exactly. And, and yet you will get the delays. Right. So understand that, that you will get the delays and the frustrations that go with that. And yet understand that when that's happening to open yourself up to um, engaging with others emotionally. I'm and already also, calculating 2022 was an 11-2 year for ooh, me. Ooh, so. yes, indeed. Well, my last two year was an 11-2, so we'll talk uh, okay. about it. <laughs> Let me get <laughs> through this one year. Oh my God. Yes, <laughs> let's get through it all first. So, so how about uh, the threes? The three, the three. Three is about self-improvement. It's about communication and creativity. It is fun. It's social. All of those things that go with it. It's going to really challenge you to up your ante in terms of the way in which you communicate, the way that you uh, process your emotions, communicate your emotions. And yet overall, it's really a creative time. Any creative juice that you can put into anything you're doing. And it might also give you experiences that demand that you get real about your emotions and um, be better at, at expressing them. But overall, it's a self-improvement time. If you want to, if you always wanted to learn how to play the trumpet, you know, this is the year <laughs> to do it. Listen to those audio books from your favorite self-help guru. And exactly. Go for some walks. Yeah. Your trumpet lesson in the park. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Whatever. However that I'm using that as a silly example, but you know what I mean. But it's also if you are someone who's a writer or a performer or something like that, it's really highlighted to, to get, get, get your bearings and really produce that creative work. Um, it's very about, you know, banish that self-doubt and really go all in and, and get it done. It can be a very fun year and then it can also be emotional ups and downs. So just, you know, just, just saying, just ride the waves, ride, ride the waves, ride the waves. The four personal year is often when you're taking some of those creative projects and then putting them into form or in other capacities, bringing other things into implementation. It is a year of, it's more serious. It's more about hard work, setting up systems, setting up, you know, setting up longer range goals. It's like, you know, sitting down on January 1st and going, okay, I got to really get, I'm going to reconcoct a business plan or my mission statement for my life right now. Mm -hmm. um, how's that going to, you know, how am I going to really work this out? You, you really need to systematize things and it's, and think about longer range goals and then actually do the work. I also find that it's a, a year where old family stuff comes up uh, to be reworked and to be 
massaged and dealt with differently. If you're in a 224, uh, that master number 224, it's again those same those same themes, the hard work, some limiting circumstances that longer those longer range goals. It's also spiritual advancement during this year, very highly powerful time. Um, if you're working on a big project that you want to see, like, you know, bring it into fruition on a grander scale, it's really uh, very um, supportive of that. It's often a time if it's a 22-4 where you know, sometimes those personal relationships take a bit of a side bar, you know, mm. a little bit. Uh, Family kind of dominates. Yeah, a little, and work. Work, ah. work, work. A lot of work. Uh, can I say work one more time? Diana. <laughs> <laughs> um. Work. Um, so then the five, if we get into the five personal years, think about this five universal year. It's freedom, right. change. Oh my gosh, facing fears. It's, uh, I mean, hopefully, fingers crossed for everyone. You know, you can get some travel in maybe toward the end of the year. I'm not sure, but it's travel, adventure, but it's also finding freedom of mind. Right. And that's, I'm thinking that's how people with five, well, how all of us will have to experience this five energy. Cause I, I think from what I understand from you, five can be very Leo like at times, very eat, drink and make merry. And yes, we're having yes. to like maybe find our fun in a more responsible way. And it's what the world can handle yeah. anyways. It is. And the five is always introducing restriction. Because if it's about freedom, right, it's really when we're in a five, um, we often feel a sense of restriction of being smothered or tethered or, or, you know, or hemmed in. So it's like, how do we find our levels of freedom even within those kind of confining right. circumstances? So that's the, something that, every, you know, when you're in a five year will come into play for you. And then you move into a six uh, personal year. This is highlighted with, uh, it's a relationship year, uh, plain and simple. It's also very magnetic for business and, and uh, financial growth that way, especially if you're serving others in a very heartfelt uh, service oriented way. It's about uh, taking on additional responsibility and all about home and feeling at home and in all of those and uh, all those layers, right, of how that might show up for you in that six personal year. The 33-6 as a personal year is all about that, the responsibility relationships, feeling at home, plus it's highly creative. Think of the double threes, right? Mm. Having that creativity, having the, the communication and all of that, and then dollop a little bit on top of that, um, practicing unconditional love, which is really the whole vibe of that 33 six. Mm. So it's a multi-layered experience. If you are uh, in the 33, six personal year, then you move into the seven. You have to stay at home and get some projects done. Yeah. Oh, heck yeah. Yes. Uh, yeah, absolutely. And then the seven is about, is about going inward. It really is about inner work. It's knowledge gathering. It's digging deep. It's kind of that know thyself. It's more of a gathering reflective time. You're really, it's about self-care. It's a really time to, you know, if you wanted to con contemplate your own navel, this is it. 
<laughs> this yep. is the time because and it will want often we want to push during the seven year and yet wait till next year you're really you're really getting everything ready lined up you're getting all the information you're organizing and then you can move into into action next year but um, this is really a slow process-oriented, percolative time where you can have, you will most often have experiences that are going to crack you open in terms of your spiritual personal growth on some level, wherever that's hitting you in your, in your individual life. And then the eight personal year, uh, you, you know, you leave that time and then move into that three year transition cycle that we spoke about at the beginning at the eight year is about financial growth, personal power, personal power. It's about, it demands endurance. It is boot camp. It's mm. really um, about step up or, or get step on, stepped on and get very dynamic and very serious about your own worth and about what you want and how to get it. So it's really going to put you, those weak links in terms of your personal empowerment right up in your grill so that you get to have those tests uh, wow. with that. Um, and it actually can be really fun. I have people in there, they're like, man, if I can get through this, I can get through anything. <laughs> I feel like so, you know, they're all pumped up and adrenaline, you know. Uh, well, that, it, my eight year 2019 kicked my ass, but, but, but boy did we, have a lot of growth at Astro Style, but oh my, I was like, yeah, nine year in 2020 of solitude sounds strangely good. And it's strangely kind of, good right now. Yeah. And that without that's an, provocation from, you know, <laughs> absolutely. That's a perfect example of how, you know, you can have a lot of growth and it can be, it can be losses and gains and losses and gains and losses and gains. You know, it can be up and down and all around during an eight. So you have to be pretty resilient and a lot of integrity. Yep. In an eight, if you fly off the integrity path, it will boomerang back to bonk you in the head every time. There's a so. lot of cleanup of that I, during that year. So powerful, powerful. Okay, don't fear. Yeah. Not trying to make everyone, anyone feel No, like no fear. Anymore. It actually is a very empowering time, but it is, but it will test you to step up, you know, to really do, you know, I mean, to figure yeah, out what you're made of. I think really doesn't give us things we can't handle, but we, even if we think we can't handle it. Like exactly. It sounds like one of the years where you look back and go, you know, I can't believe I'm saying this, but I wouldn't, I yeah, probably wouldn't, wouldn't give it up this because yeah. I wouldn't have done X, Y, Z, you know? So. Yeah, exactly. And those are, you know, anyone will say uh, in hindsight or even during, depending on how, you know, in it they are, that the most growth comes from the most difficult situations. Yeah. It's not when we're comfortable. Um, and, oh. you know, so that's uh, something to always keep in mind, right. especially as we leave 2020. And so, uh, so the nine personal year is the end of a cycle. So it is about wrapping things up, letting things go, surrendering. It's really all about making room for the new. So the, the issue is, of course, is that it's that beautiful irony that, that you can't, you're not going to know 
what's coming in to take the place of what's going away. So we all have that, that tendency to want to know what's coming very solidly, um, right? And yet the nine personal year metaphorically and literally will not allow that. So often you have to get the divorce, leave the thing, get, you know, you're fired from your job. You have to move, you know, all of these things that might happen that ultimately are bringing you to this better place. I know so many people are like, oh my God, I lost my job. And then you start talking, they're like, I wanted to get out of this job forever. <laughs> <laughs> and now I have, but it's still the fear factor, right? And it's still different and it's still, oh my God, now I have to do something differently um, and, and redirect myself and make these decisions about what, what do I really want? Who am I really now? What are my values? What are my desires? How do I want to move into this next segment? of my life. And so that's what the nine year, it's, it's really surrendering to uh, what's coming at you and just allowing the flow to, uh, for you to, to let those things fall away. And then in the one personal year, kind of the fog might start to lift and it will, and, and things start coming into play like puzzle pieces that you didn't really, that you didn't know were fitting into the same puzzle, but you're like, Oh, now, now I can see how that's coming together. I'm but, so then, ready for that aha mm. moment to share that with you as a year. It's funny. I didn't see my parents all year, like mm. not a single time in 2020, which is really weird. They live in Detroit, yes. but usually I see them at least two or three times a year. And like for the first time, I mean, I'm not like a super religious person, even though our mom's a rabbi and I'm very spiritual, but like I lit the Hanukkah menorah every single night. Like I, I had my grandparents, I just like, just to keep that connection, that connected feeling going. I was like, who am I right now doing this? But it was like that, you know, just like not being able to spend time with family, you yes. know, made me realize how I was taking them for granted or maybe just, you know, oh, here we go. We have to even or nice to just have that ritual, that moment where yeah. you can connect to something that feels like there may be, you know, meaning in the madness, right? Yeah, home, yeah. the whole spiritually illuminated nine uh, ancestral connection and all that. So, <laughs> yeah, beautiful, beautiful way to 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 work with that nine energy because the nine is not again. People are like, oh my god, that sounds horrible. It's really a time where your dreams can come true when you're ready to slough off everything that's ready to go. Yeah, there was a lot yeah. of weird magic this year too that happened. Yeah, despite you know, and it probably wouldn't have if I hadn't had the retreat that dovetailed with this nine year and the pandemic all together. So, you know, it's interesting. It's just everything. I don't know. I'm just a big believer in cycles and everything happening for a reason, the ups and downs and you know, I'm a big fan of Dolores Cannon's work. She's not alive anymore, but she was a hypnotherapist who, you know, basically one of my favorite books by her is Between Death and Life, which she's recorded. It's a lot like Many Lives, Many Masters or Journey of Souls, but there's, you know, which are by other hypnotherapists, but they record people's, you know, under hypnosis, them talking about you know, what happened between lifetimes. And mm -hmm. um, there's so much interesting overlap to that. And I, I feel, I don't know why I'm mentioning her, but I felt like she was with me all year this year. <laughs> you know, yeah. oh, that's Dolores beautiful. was hanging yeah. out. 
she was yeah. hanging out with you and giving you giving you some some you know some moments of solace, right? Yeah, and yeah. she. I mean, one of the things that people that tended to be a common thread. I know why, why I said this now. I'm so nine right now. I'm red. Come on, one kick in. No, but uh, it was just. <laughs> It was, you know, just this whole idea that, that perhaps we plot out our whole journey before we get here, like how we're going to, you know, how we're going to die, how we're going to experience pain, how we're going to experience joy, what our lessons are going to be. And then we kind of forget that at birth and then we have to go through it and evolve and advance as souls, you know, take it or leave it. But that is... Um, that's one of the, you know, beliefs, that, one of the common threads that shows up there. So I'm thinking, you know, whatever happens, happens, but it's an interesting take on it as we wrap up and, and wrap up one of the hardest years for many people, but also one of the biggest growth moments. Perhaps we all collectively designed this. I know many people in the spiritual communities who believe that. And, um, you know, our resi and we all, you know, this, our souls are all going to journey at the, w the way they journey and they, you know, we're not here forever. So I think this five year, I'm also finding like myself walking into it with a greater appreciation of those very sensual, indulgent things that humans have created, or even the indulgence of nature, the indulgence, you know, like- yes. <laughs> yes, just the appreciation, just experiencing it, because oftentimes we get, we have gotten into this busyness of our worlds where we don't, honestly, we're never where we are when we're there. Right. We're always on the phone. We're always texting. We're always this. We're always doing the next meeting. We're always, so we're never really present. And, and there so, was a presence that I think we all had to kind of sink into in 2020 and that's a very sensual place to be. When I think about the five, you know, there's something very freeing about being where you are and accepting it too. Yes. So. <laughs> and experiencing your body, experiencing the way things smell, the, the way they feel, your feet on the dirt, you know, those sorts of things are very sensuous and, you know, in terms of that five energy, really experiencing all, utilizing all of our senses. Yeah, so. I know it's going to, and, and we're going to do that in ways we probably have become disconnected from through technology in our busy lives. So, you know, yeah. like slowing down has, you know, has maybe taught us quite a few things that we're going to discover in the year ahead. And of course, we'll be here to guide you through it with astrology and numerology every month. So Felicia, do you have any um, special offers going on right now that you want to tell people about or any classes? Oh. Yeah. Yeah, I do. I've got, I've got, um, I, I've written a book called Redesign Your Life, and we're going to have a program that a four week coaching program that will awesome. use the book. And so there'll be some online uh, coursework that goes with that. So you can go at your own pace, do what you want, and then we'll meet live with me and with your you know, classmates and we can really brainstorm and use, you know, use that time to dig deep into, you know, people's projects and their numerology and how that so you know, if you want to redesign your life for 2021, I think a lot of people are feeling that pull or that push uh, to, 
to you know make some changes and so it's a wonderful thing both the astrology and uh, and again in this case the numerology can really provide a great framework to do that so if you're, you're an just, amazing coach and your life experience is so rich and you know you're a traveler a mom uh, you know you have a PhD, you're, you know, you're, you're just such an amazing human. And I think anyone who joins your circle will benefit from the, the range that you bring. So highly recommend that. Um, they can find out more at FeliciaBender.com. Yeah. Yes, indeed. Okay. Yes, FeliciaBender.com. And also, uh, everyone, don't forget to check out our 2021 horoscope guide. Uh, 500 pages of goodness with uh, forecasts for all 12 signs, hot spot dates, new moons, full moons, eclipses, retrogrades, never miss one. And of course, a bonus numerology section from Felicia. Uh, about the five years, you can dig in more to that. So yes, I deal. almost use an entire highlighter um, <laughs> yeah, when I got mine. So watch out, everyone. You might have to go buy a whole package of highlighters to uh, as you as you read through. So it's yeah, there's amazing. a big new mission for everyone this year. So you know, there the resilience that that everyone built in 2020 is now going to be put into a different. Uh, vortex, if you will, uh, a path that everyone has to really focus on in 2021. And so we dig into that as well as talking about a lot of the universal trends that are happening. There's some fascinating things, mm -hmm. um, repeating cycles from history around the economy, uh, technology, and we, we dug into that really deep. So it's almost like you get a news journal in there too. So you can find that at astrostyle.com slash 2021 dash book, or just go to Astro Twins on social media at Astro Twins. We have links there too, um, and some fun bonus bundles. So thank you everyone. Happy New Year. Uh, so glad we get to turn the calendar together and start fresh. Felicia, thanks for uh, guiding us through 2020. Like really, I felt so prepared last year, knowing what was, I mean, it was insane just how every month it was just like, okay, numerology just centered us in that umbrella focus and it fit with the astrology and I'm finding that so, you know, thanks. Oh, me too. Thank, thank you, you so much. I just, I am so, I can't even tell you uh, your friendship and your collegiality and just what you do for everyone out there is, is really remarkable. And I, and I, I did not say anything, but I, this book, you have to get it. So everyone, <laughs> I, I got mine and I just like ate it for dinner. You know, it was <laughs> so, it was really, really amazing. So, so much incredible information there. You can't, can't live without it in 20 channeled on my porch in seattle and ophie's macrame lounge in new york <laughs> so you know and lots of good stuff there so awesome. thanks for joining us for another episode we will be back in february but let's launch this year off on a strong note talk to you in a month everyone bye